Yeah. That was kicking. Hell yeah. Was that Pep Pep Benatar? Put me in the mood, man. It's nice and sunny out. Having a good time. <clears throat> Drinking some beers. Smoking a little uh, weed. Great day to be alive. <laughs> That's right, America, baby. <laughs> That's what I'm all about. <laughs> I got this great place uh, to get the weed these days. Uh, the weed industry kind of took a nosedive, but now if you find the right spots, you can catch a gem, you know, a diamond in the rough, and uh, got this place where it's like, a, you know, they grow their own weed and they sell it for cheap. It's fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. And they do deals like $20 eights. What? $100 for an ounce. Yeah, that's amazing. That's good stuff, man. I fucking love it. It's the way the weed business and industry <laughs> was supposed to be. But anyways, you know, uh, it's hot here in Denver, and the snow is finally melting. We've had, like, the snowpack just in our lawns, like, the entire time. It hasn't melted away fully. And, uh... The garden is starting to clear out, and I was kind of zoning out the areas where I want to, I think, uh, throw some clones down this year. Yeah, good Do call. the all-natural uh, weed growth. See how it goes. Yeah, you got to do something about your soil. Oh, from all the chemtrails? <laughs> <laughs> all no, the metallic on... uh, fibers? <laughs> it's because you live on a rock. Oh, I I uh, purchased a giant shipment of um, soil from elsewhere. Like, oh, you're um, gonna do it in the little box in the little yeah. Boxes? No, we're gonna build yeah. a third mini box. Actually, it's gonna be our herb box. And I mm. have been looking up these kits where you can set up a little greenhouse over it for the winter. So nice. that's right, man. I mean, it's gonna be close by the house. Can throw in a little heater in there and some lights and um, yeah. But I'm gonna do. Do the weed this year. I've never done the outdoor weed. So I'm going to go that route. I've I, always wanted to. A yeah, lot of neighbors. Amazing. I have some neighbors that, um, you know, they're, they're like uh, serious professional folk, firefighters. You know what I'm saying? Cops, regular folk, uh, you know, business owners who don't smoke weed, but they just grow it. <laughs> what? Yeah, they just grow it in their yard. And then what do they do with it? They give it to friends. Huh. Yeah. Weird. That's dude, when you can, why not, man? Yeah, I really wish I could. I was thinking about uh it's too bad. I think it's totally illegal, right? You can't grow your own tobacco. Am I correct about that? <laughs> yeah. No, I think you <clears throat> Can you grow your own personal little batch of tobacco? Yes, you can grow your you can't sell it. Okay, so that's the only restriction, right? Or the main sure. legal thing? Because I thought maybe growing a little tobacco would be kind of cool. No, it's a big plant. What do you mean by big, big? Like, we're talking like a tree, or? It's not just like this big, ugly plant. It's like a giant grass. Not attractive, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Not like a weed plant. A weed plant's like, oh man, you stumble upon a weed plant. You're like, shit, look at that weed plant. It <laughs> you know, looks it's like, beautiful. It, it smells it beautiful. It smells amazing. It's obvious. It just it glows in the sunshine. It, you know, the nugs, yeah. like everything. A weed plant's a fucking weed plant. You could tell. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm telling you, I went out to California last summer, and a friend of mine moved out to the northern part. He had several boxes and different size uh, weed 
plants growing in each box. They looked gorgeous, man. They got so much sunshine, and I, you know, I think Northern California, good amount of rainfall up in that region. Yeah. And yeah, what's where you got what Napa Valley and Sonoma Valley? You got all the wine, you know, the the wine orchards and wineries and all that, and so. And that's also where you have the uh, kind of triangle of weed. You know, it's like one of the more violent areas <laughs> right. where they were growing all the weed all those years. But I can only assume that has died off a little bit only because the industry has changed and it's legalized and what have you. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know, dude. The weed out there in that part of the country, incredible. I bet, yeah. they like They were like the first... That was like the first area to really do it. That's not, man. Makes me want to move to California. If only the taxes weren't so bad, and I if know. only Gavin Newsom wasn't there. Dude, fucking <laughs> Illinois is bragging because they made more money on the marijuana industry than any other state. Yeah, Pretty because easy. he taxed it 40%. <laughs> That's, oh, like, you taxed so much for that shit. Of course you made a profit. If you text soda at 40%, you would make more money than any other state on soda. Do you think you would see people be thinner if they put a higher tax on shitty food and drinks? Frank, Tony Penk, Pe- Peckwinkle. Peckwinkle. Tony Peckwinkle. Peckwinkle. The bl- Tony Peckwinkle, a black lesbian. It's <laughs> Chicago. Probably would have been way better than Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> the only reason she lost. Black lesbian against black lesbian. Wow. Democrat against Democrat. Peck People Winkle. liked her better. She was way better. You know why she lost and Lori Lightfoot won? Because <laughs> Peckwinkle, for like a year, decided to do a sugar tax in Chicago to oh, help, the, to help the black community. No. It was Chuck. <laughs> I was charging three cents a fucking can or some shit for like pop and shit, and then got busted using a city car and city paid gas to drive to Indiana to, wow. to go shopping for soda and candy and shit. All I have to say to that is Peckwinkle is Einhorn. Einhorn is Peckwinkle. <laughs> Peckwinkle's a man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man! <laughs> yeah, that's why she lost. That's really funny. The sugar tax, horrible idea. Uh, oh, people love their diabetes. <laughs> people, that's what I'm saying. In the black community, it's just like a badge of honor. <laughs> it's not just that, man. America's big. We're just a big country. Yeah, you're you're right. not going to change that. It's, it's you, you can't the- enact laws to change how big we are as a country. Something's got to be done. It can't be celebrated. Like, guys are walking around like they are. There's some big folk out there. I'm not going to lie. You're not, you're not like a big, <laughs> tough, strong guy. You're fat. I'm, you're fucking fat. I get it. And, you know, our country is just built that way, though. Like, uh, we're kind of just big. Even without the fat. If you took out the fat, we were always a bigger nation in general. We're bigger than the Europeans. You know, it was we milk-drinking, cow-eating country. And then, unfortunately, what happened is we started taking in way too much uh, high-fructose corn syrup, That's and not- the soda <clears throat> entered the We're still the eating the same shit. It's just we're not doing as much. That's the problem. We're doing way less. You're, you're no not doubt. having the heart. Dude, the calorie, my calorie intake is retarded. <laughs> but 
But when you work hard every day, you know, you burn it off. I was just looking at it the other day, like, just in beer, I'm, I'm drinking more calories than I'm supposed to for the day. Just you know? in the brews, damn. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Wow, I gotta watch myself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like how skinny you are, dude. It's all about how much you do. Well, all I do is drink beer. No food. See, you gotta cut and, out and... one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one or the other. It's one or the other, man. Empty they call it the Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, we've, we've covered Billy Bob Thornton, right? The man is amazing. He just, like, shagged oh, the best tail and <laughs> all through Hollywood. It's unreal. Yeah. <laughs> well, America's just big, man. It's part of the deal. Um, I think it's like, always no, but been people that are bra- Dude, the other day, this guy was bragging that he's like, what you could do? I forgot what, somebody said something about ordering a Carhartt. And how he had to get the triple XL. Oh, he's a big boy. Nice. And then this other guy was laughing, and he goes, yeah, once you get to four or five, every time you order, they send you an email to make sure it wasn't, like, a mistake. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, well, you order, f- like, four fives? That's insane. Oh. That's not something to be proud of. And the guy's big. I mean, he's, he's but he's, like, 6'2". Like, that's not... It's well, not Mike, that big. You know, we make fun of the French all the time on this show. Not a lot of tall French, right? Aren't they all? Uh, the Europeans are short. Uh, French are tall. Yeah, they're are pretty they? tall. Right. They're weird looking. Yeah. They're tall and weird the looking. Long legs. Okay. All right. well, I don't know. I was thinking maybe uh, Europeans just kind of smaller in general. They're skinny, though. Yeah. Europeans are skinnier. The portions are way smaller over there. Americans are big, bigger, uh, bigger folk. Maybe that will be beneficial <laughs> in the future. We never I laugh all the time because, like, it's worldwide, like, 2,000 calories a day is enough. Uh, I don't go to McDonald's in the morning and get a sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddle. It's 890 <laughs> calories. <laughs> oh, man. You know? And now they're doing the uh, buy one, get one for a dollar. So, oh, hey. no, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> you eat two of those, dude. You're at, like, 1,800 calories. And that was just <laughs> breakfast. It's four in the morning. <laughs> oh man well yeah. Mike it's uh I think it's just you where you're from you're from Chicago and uh Chicago has a lot of history to it and it's the place of what uh land of big shoulders is that what they call it again what city, of big, city shoulders, of big shoulders city of big shoulders and uh big people big history and Mike we have to commemorate it is the conclusion of our favorite month the black history month Oh, thank and God. Uh, it, it is coming thank to a close. God. And I am actually, uh, being someone who comes from the area uh, in general, the, the uh, you know, around the Chicagoland area, I was sh- surprised to find out that, Mike, Black History Month, of course, of course. Of course. Of course it originates <laughs> in Chicago. Oh, no. Every February, the nation celebrates the achievements and history of African Americans as part of Black History Month. Its origins trace back to a building not far from here on the south side of Chicago. It's where a critical meeting was turf. held over a century ago. It's your turf, Mike, and not the uh, those lesbian freakoids. I'm talking about, you know, just turf with you. <laughs> By a man <laughs> who changed everything. Good morning, scholars. Good morning. 
on urban historian Sherman Thomas's Black History Month bus tour. And if you look out of what is now the East Windows, that is the building where the birth of Black History Month happened. All roads lead to this former YMCA. It was always jam-packed to capacity at the Wabash Y. This was one of the only places black people could stay in Chicago in the early 1900s. A frequent guest was historian Carter G. Woodson, who was born to former slaves and went on to graduate from the University of Chicago and Harvard. This is 200 years ago. Uh, black people were graduating from Harvard? Are we uh, that's... Yeah, we're still. Wow. We're, are we still talking about it? Like, this is a great country. Like, holy shit, dude! <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so he graduated from Harvard and then sat at home complaining about how racist the country was, <laughs> waiting for reparations for his parents' work. He went on the View to complain about how racist this place was with Whoopi yeah. and AOC. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, I didn't really get it. Okay. Or did he, okay, graduated from Harvard and then went, went around protesting every time a black man was arrested. <laughs> How systemically racist is this country if Chicago, the very city itself, was founded by Jean-Pierre Hompion, Pompon, Le Penamé, Le Sambo. And... And not only that, Black History Month itself, the con- the idea was conceived in this very city that was founded by a black man. And, and, and the idea of Black History Month was created by a black man who went to Harvard. He went to he went fucking to Harvard. Harvard dude. In like, the, in, in what, the 1900s something? In like 17 something. Am I missing something here? <laughs> It sounds like this guy and the other dude, Jean-Pierre, who created Chicago, <clears throat> these guys had a way better life here in America than they did anywhere else in the world at that time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Call me crazy. Sounds like America was a pretty good place. Inspired by this celebration of 50 years of emancipation in 1915, Woodson organized a meeting at the Y to create the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. And that association decided oh, to come up with Negro Achievement Week, <laughs> uh, which is the precursor to Black History Month, but it happened right here in this building. Let me teach you the history of Black History Month. Thomas, who goes by Dilla, says they okay, chose the now I gotta know the history February. of Black History Month. Because it contained the birthday like of Abraham will, Lincoln and, and the made-up birthday of Frederick Douglass. Woodson's association also created the Journal of Negro History and provided materials oh, for schools to teach black history. Lessons that sometimes took place in secret. I think there are a lot of dropping N-words all over the place. What's happening now with the banning of black history books and what Dr. Carter G. Woodson was attempting to do, trying to not use the lessons of the past to shame anyone, but to make sure that we don't repeat those same mistakes. He was a very creative, very imaginative, resourceful man. Evelyn Brooks Higginbotham is a Harvard history professor. Her father worked closely with Woodson and says Woodson was known as a stickler for perfection and for his doggedness. Black history had been written before Carter G. Woodson. What Carter Woodson did, which, which no one else did, was to start a movement a movement that would comprise the entire nation. In 1976, the association expanded the week to a month. Congress designated February as Black History Month a decade later. Seeds would... So I, I want everyone to be clear. This guy's like, you know, we need a Black History Week. And then like after a while, they're like, you know, a week's not long enough. Um, we got to do a month. It's a, <laughs> that's, why we have, that's why we got the whole fucking month.
and planted in this building in 19. I can't wait for Black Chicago. Quarter Month. So for him, the idea of a week. I mean, Black History Quarter. <laughs> this is so stupid. So here we go. She's gonna she's gonna explain it. This is great. Eats Woodson planted in this building in 1915 Chicago. So for him, the idea of a week was never a week. The idea of a month was never a month as we never have it enough. now. It was always 365 days with all of the different <laughs> activities. He was a builder who brought people together. I think he'd be very proud there of the history that we've made. And I think he would agree that we still have a little ways to go. Oh, always we got more work. There's always, we friend, there's always, always more work. We got more work. Always do. We got, it's been. We got more work. Mike, there's so much more to go. We got we more to go. Month. We gave you a month for this guy who graduated Harvard in 1900s. <laughs> this fucking guy graduates Harvard. He's like, you know what? This place is fucking racist. And uh, he, goes, <laughs> he goes over to Chicago. He's like, well, we need a black uh, history week. And then, he, nah, it's not enough. We need a full month. Now, you know what? We need to, it needs to be 365 days a year. All right, fine. Okay, 365. 365. White man can have one day every four years. <laughs> we give it to you, right? And then, fine, we've conceded. You got it, okay? Because obviously we conceded. Has anyone seen a commercial with any white guy on it in the last three years? No, they're gone. White people are eliminated from popular culture, okay? So they win, okay? You got it. And so now, no, Mike, Mike, we still got more work to do. There's like, so much to do. <laughs> There's so much to do. Do you know why? They're still upset that Harry Styles won Album of the Year at the Grammys. I'm oh, telling I'm you. <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. The beehive is fuming. <laughs> How dare you do that to Beyonce? You racist. I she has more Grammys than anybody ever in history. I don't care. She deserved one more. <laughs> We cannot celebrate anybody but the black female queen. <laughs> she is a female, right? Just want to make sure. Okay. <laughs> this is fucking great, man. I fucking love it. You got the whole month. Oh, you want a year? Fine. Okay, you got. You've taken away the white man from everything. Fine. You won. You want all the award shows? Fine. Oh, you're, 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 you, you want the it. national anthem? You, you want the country? I mean, take it. Take it. Take it. You got it. Oh my god. Jesus no, Christ. we got more work. There's not. <laughs> I've never seen one person cry during the Black National Anthem. <laughs> wow. Dude, the image of the coach of the Eagles sobbing during the National Anthem. And that was... I sent that to you, right? That was yeah. powerful was stuff, man. I mean, come on, people. You, you do not get that uh, emotion elicited from people from lift up every arm and wing or what? I forget. <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid. Dude, I was at a school the other day. I had to wait for the kids to leave, so we had like forty-five minutes to kill. I was just reading the shit on the walls. Oh yeah, man. And these kids did this like mural for the. It was all about the black anthem, the black national anthem. Yeah. <clears throat> it okay. was written <laughs> by a school teacher in like the early nineteen hundreds. You know, right around the time black men were going to Harvard. And, uh, That's right. <laughs> Demanding the government give them full months of the year to celebrate their uh, their culture. Yeah, and it's just such a stupid idea that this would be our. It has the story is so stupid behind it. Dude, the national anthem came from soldiers giving their lives to hold up the flag. 
Like that is that is powerful. <laughs> I mean, there, there's it's not just um, some black teacher in some black town that was like, you know, this country sucks. I'm gonna write this song and have a couple kids sing it. so inherently divisive and yeah wrong to try to have two national anthems you're and, literally and, I, and fuck the NFL and the NBA to all yeah. these guys yes. for, for allowing this exactly. shit to go you shouldn't stop yeah they should yeah, just stop should stop, this. stop it put the Don't kibosh acknowledge this bullshit you know what i mean give it Get the old here. kibosh and just yeah. end it and and Nobody will remember it. That's the best part. Everyone will just totally forget that that huh. ridiculous situation occurred. It, it will go to the same place, I assume, uh, Colin Kaepernick went. Oh, that's right. Nike. Yeah. Nike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking shit, dude. Did you hear about Reebok? <laughs> I did not hear about Reebok. Enlighten me, please. Dude, Reebok is losing. Is they're down? Dude, they lost like a billion dollars or something. What were they tied to? Is uh, are they Kanye affiliated or Kyrie affiliated or? No, remember they? Yeah, remember they dropped. They dropped Kanye from the Yeezy. They dropped the Yeezy. that uh, That was Adidas, I believe. Oh, Adidas. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny you say. So Reebok and Adidas, almost the same symbol with the three bars. Right, if I'm, I think they were the brothers. Oh no, that was Puma. Is it brothers or uh, (laughs) make sure we're saying it right here? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to culturally appropriate. No, no, two of the shoe companies were two Nazi brothers. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Definitely brothers. (laughs) Brothers, yes. Hard R. Very hard. Hard R on those brothers. <laughs> but uh, remember, they were did this whole big grandstanding. They dropped Ye- they dropped the Yeezy the shoe line, and it was like one of the most profitable shoe lines. Wow! Yes, you how were, could yeah. it, dude? It was literally a piece of foam that you were selling for like two hundred dollars or whatever. Like, how could it not be profitable? And they dropped it. Now, mm-hmm. from what I can, from allegedly, they're tr- they offered him their their trying to get him back they've made him offers wow he's really turning him down yeah you're talking about yeezy kanye yeezy. yay yeah wow all right <clears throat> i always knew the people would be asking him to come back the man is just it's too profitable yeah come on interesting uh cancel culture it's rampant it's wild nobody can control it you never know who's gonna get hit next mike I'm shocked, just as shocked as you are, actually, uh, to find out um, next to be cast away to the cornfield. <laughs> I can't believe the story. I Dilbert! Can't believe this story. I can't believe this Depending story. on where you live, you may be missing a familiar face in your Sunday comics. Hundreds of newspapers nationwide are dropping Dilbert from the funny pages following some controversial remarks by creator Scott Adams on his YouTube show. The cartoonist described black people as, quote, members of a racist hate group. 
Among papers dropping the cartoon, USA Today and New Jersey Advance Media, Andrews McMeal syndication, which distribute Dilbert, has yet to comment. Hey, Scott, Ad Scott Adams is about to make more money than he's ever made in his entire life. Absolutely. He's going to now do the Dilbert cartoon on the Daily Wire or something. You really Did think you see so? what he said? He didn't say anything wrong. He didn't say anything wrong. I'm not too familiar, actually. I just found the story to be hilarious, honestly. because um, He read this report that said it was like a USA Today story or something. It was so stupid. It was 53% of black America says it's okay to be white. 53% says it's okay to be white. And his, he, he kind of just said, listen, they've made it obvious they don't want to live with us. They made it obvious they don't like us. You know? I, I, I think if everybody answered honestly, if you asked every non-black person, is it okay to be black? Everybody would say, is it okay? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's okay to like, be whoever. It, yes. would be, it would be an overwhelming, and not just like a virtual si virtue signal. I agree. Thing. You're right. Yeah. It would be an overwhelmingly like, yes, it's okay to be okay, black. So, uh, I would never look at somebody and be like, it's not okay to be your skin color. Do you, you know think, what I mean? Mike, that this is a, like a, a skewed poll or something that was purposely um, put out there to be divisive? cause a uh, chaos and shock Absolutely. or or <clears throat> are we looking at maybe a part of the population part of the black american population who's been systemically convinced through media and social media that that they should hate white people yeah i'm actually surprised they, they said 53 I, I i think it's a lot fewer that's my question, essentially, is are, are we being lied to with this poll, or are we looking at an issue where the we were just dis discussing earlier the hypnosis um, over the COVID issue and the vaccine, right, and the way people were overwhelmingly convinced to follow the government and Big Pharma as if they would never be lied to by these organizations, and you know, here we are <clears throat> looking at these racial topics, and it's so bizarre because we grew up from a we come from a time when you judge people uh, based on their character and who they are and how they treat one another, not on their color of their skin. All of a sudden, everything is reversed. We're supposed to judge everybody by the color of their skin, and not just the color of their skin, but there's a spectrum now. And you, you know, you got to hold up the shades and figure out which which part you're a part of, right? We're we're dividing. Well, that, it, that's know. what decides whether you're good or bad. <laughs> we're splitting hairs now with the colors of the skin. Like, holy crap, man! This went so far the other way. Uh, is it possible, maybe, that the minority population has been, dare I say, brainwashed to be, I guess, racist in their own sense? Yeah. Through their media sources, no different than how people were convinced that you should bar your loved ones and family members from Christmas because they're unvaccinated. Yeah. Look at the division. How easy it is to sow and to divide family members amongst each other, let alone community, you know, neighbors against one another because of the color of their skin. Maybe what's frightening about this poll, the 53%, holy shit, man. There's about half of you out there who, like, hate me because of the color of my skin. That's so opposite of what I grew up on. We got to change our culture. We got a big fucking problem here.
I, I, but I think if, um, I think if you polled white America, you'd get about 30 to 40% that said it's not okay to be white. That's what I'm saying. This is an indoctrinated yeah. problem. This is an issue. Like, uh, well, it's just it's just scary that it's okay to say that. It's scary that and, I have the friend that. who has the sister who's the lesbian who graduates in the racial studies degree. That just shouldn't be <laughs> the white. It's les- like if if, it, if it's not okay to be white, then you know you got to get rid of those people. Then you know. Well, maybe the problem is we got the racial studies degree happening in the first place. <laughs> I mean, let's oh, drop yeah. that shit. You know, let's wait, go wait. back to civics. I just really feel bad for the Ethics. Latinos. They just they just became white. Oh, I was actually just talking about this with Emma. I, <laughs> I said I feel bad for the gay white guys. They're eliminated. They're totally. Uh, they're uh, if you're a gay white dude. You're 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 part of the white guys. Welcome. Sorry. Yeah. Now you gotta cut off your penis <laughs> and become that's, a trans. That's what I said. You're only part of it. If you're, so, uh, and when Emma was like doing the math in her head, she's like, "Oh, so the <laughs> you're only accepted into the uh, you know the BLT sandwich community if they um, if you are a chick who's a man now." I'm like, "You got it. You're figuring out the math now. Okay. <laughs> you understand? Like the only oh, good call. White the, girls who become white men are that's the only, the only, the only white, white men, men that are allowed. Yes." <laughs> that's the only time you can be a white man that's now. really ironic because then that proves you're not really a white man <laughs> right i just think you like you know the the way no. the culture's going so, so, so the best thing you could do to a tranny man like a woman who transitions into a white man the best thing you could do is just not acknowledge her and ignore her treat her like a piece <laughs> of shit because she wants to be a white man if you treat her you know, you treat her any differently. <laughs> oh, that's oh, crazy. Oh, our culture is inside out and backwards and upside down. Well, Frank, dude. the biggest problem with our culture is Dilbert. That's why we need to get rid of Dilbert. <laughs> gotta, you know what? Scratch Dilbert from the New York Times Sunday print. <laughs> you know, like, uh, we showed that, dude. All you poor black guys in New York, you're welcome. Problem solved. No more Dilbert. We we solved racism. <laughs> What's that? Five young black men were killed in Chicago this weekend from gun violence? Yeah. But we got rid of Dilbert. Did you, did you guys see what we did to Dilbert on Sunday? <laughs> took, care of the, took care of that fucking uh, <laughs> bigot Scott Adams. <laughs> Who T- Took him out. Staunch, what did he ever do? <laughs> it's crazy. Staunch reporter. Look what happened, Scott Adams. You were a shill for the vaccine for two years. Then you backed out for five seconds, and now they canceled you. You see what happens? Fell victim. You got thrown off the train. Should have stayed on board. You should have joined Pink and uh, Quest Love and uh, those other jokers who are on that commercial. Have you seen the commercial floating around? They're all uh, selling the vaccine for COVID. Still? Oh, dude, they have like a like a professional ad going out there, and it's oh, again Pink. Uh, I think Quest Love, the drummer, who's in um, what's the uh, you know, they do the late night show band, and uh, there's a couple. Oh, um, Michael Phelps is in it as well, and they're tossing around a squeegee ball that's shaped like the COVID, uh disease cell you know image the virus the virus they're tossing it around they're talking about how you know various people need to uh talk to their doctor and make sure they're you know ready and vaccinated and prepared and vaccinated make sure you get that boost 
Uh, yeah. You know, it's all about it. I saw a couple days ago one of those consult your doctors if you think the time is right to get. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Paxlovid. No. Yeah, man. They're shilling the Paxlovid like they do the Viagra on the daytime commercials, man. Man, you're gonna get that Pax mouth. Oh yeah, dude. Well, that's what I was dying for. I was wa- I was holding out. I'm like, come on, give me those, give me those side effects, baby. You know, list them <laughs> off. They did throw in some like flavor distaste <laughs> action going on, but definitely didn't specify. You know, the burning diaper or a seven day year old trash, whatever it was. Yeah, don't take that Paxlovid, man. That's Do not, not good. take the Paxlovid. Holy cow. Don't take uh, anything for COVID. Nothing, like, COVID is way safer than anything they're giving you right now. Did we hit that point where people are done treating COVID? Or are, I, I, is there still yeah. that population, that little percentage? Did you see that article I sent you from the Wall Street Journal? This is the Wall Street Journal, in essence, uh, admitting this came from a lab. Well, no, the energy department now is they changed their, their they changed their, their their thought or their theory or whatever to now they're pretty sure it came from a lab leak, and now there's only four government agencies out there that are saying it's it came from a natural transmission. Wow. I can't believe we still have four agencies out there. Even the <laughs> FBI right. believes it came from the lab. <laughs> the thing is, they uh, can't get confirmation on which lab. Was it Dietrich? Uh, was it the one <laughs> on the West Coast? Uh, how about the one in Colorado? It could have been all three. Right? They're just, they, they can't get their deets but it leaked down. Into the hu- it leaked into humans in the Wuhan lab. You the transmission of the human yeah. tap into Wuhan lab. I, once again, I, uh, man, I am tinfoil hat man all the time with this shit, especially with COVID. When it comes to COVID, and here's why, I err on conspiracy theories every single time I was, because I was proven correct throughout the course of two years. When the world was screaming at me that I was a nut job, I ended up being verified and vindicated every step of the way. And here we are in 2023, we are on the verge of the three-year anniversary of the shutdowns, my man. And they are now in the Wall Street Journal saying, oh, lab leak? Come on, how could we think otherwise, guys? Look, that's obvious. I think it's more obvious that this shit was leaked out of various different places across the United States and across the world, including Wuhan. Strategically, I think they purposefully released this virus. Yeah, maybe. Ah, I get another... Yeah! All right, I'll take it. I love it. But look, here's the thing. I'm telling you, that's my perspective. It has been from day one, and the only reason I'm going to keep reciting it over and over and over again is because from day one, I said... Don't trust the lockdowns. This whole thing is bullshit. I was right. From day one, I said, the, vac- or the virus doesn't kill anyone. I was fucking right. It really, statistically, Mike, did not kill the anyone. Rea- the reaction of the government in the beginning, though, would it just, it just, it's very in line with how I think they would react if it were an accidental leak versus a, an, 
an accidental leak with our fingerprints on it, for sure. This like, reeked what... from day one of, I'll give you accidental, but it reeked from day one of we're covering our tracks. The only... There's a reason we didn't go after China. China releases a virus that kills millions of people. We're going after them. Here's but what gets me about it's because a deadly... It's, we worked with them. It's our virus, too. The reason I always go back to this was designed, planned, and purposeful and strategic is because this one seemed very specific. It didn't kill the kids. It kind of seemed like if you had the right dosage of the right anecdotes... You didn't really die from this virus. But if you didn't have the right procedures in place and you were caught off guard, it would knock out the right population. Honestly, those that people really wouldn't care much about five years down the road. But it's really, I mean, that's every, that's most viruses, most bacteria, infectious bacteria. Like most things don't affect children. Or, you know, that's why young people don't get sick. I've always gone around to the idea that the powers that be, these elite assholes, these monsters, the Bill Gates of, of the world, of the world, they're not very healthy dudes. If you take a look at them, they're not going to release a virus that knocks them out. It's going to be the yeah. That's why I don't think they released it on purpose. I think it was an accidental release. Yeah. Okay. All right. So maybe then you're saying that's but why. Some I think it had our fingerprints really on it. I think that's why we covered up for the Chinese government because I think it got leaked in a Chinese lab. But I think it's a lab that was fu- clearly funded by us. Okay, I'll give and it, it to you. probably even our virus. We might have made it, sent it over there for them to study. What do you mean, probably our virus? I think there's definitely, like, paychecks signed and delivered to and from Tony Fauci. Uh, and like- <laughs> no, no, Frank, it always went through Dasha. <laughs> I only sent the money to Dasha. What he did with it, I don't know. I assumed he bought more beagles. That's all I thought. I wrote in the notes of the check, the little memo, only beagles. <laughs> beagles and bifflies, that's all I want. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that, was, that was literally like, you went, went in front of Congress and they're like, oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fauci, we know that this virus came from this lab that you funded with millions and millions and millions of dollars for research. Can you tell us where that money went? I told them specifically no gain of fun. <laughs> yeah, but did you have anything in the contracts? Were you, were you watching them? Was there any, you know? They, they promised. His, Fauci's entire defense is, I am rubber and you are glue. <laughs> Everything you say to me bounces off and sticks to you. Like, no, but when it came to China, his excuse for everything was, hey, they promised. They pinky swore. Xi <laughs> <laughs> looked me right in the eye. Xi, no, it wasn't worth it. Xi Jr. Xi Jr., he swore. He had nothing to do with Xi Jinping. <laughs> nothing to do with the government. <laughs> oh, dude. It's like so crazy, man. <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, could uh, it's funny you and I. We you're on the more logical side of the origins and how this all played out, and even the vaccine program. I am on the tinfoil hat side, without a doubt. And so, uh, you know, I, I mean, Fauci, mastermind or not? 
What are you saying, man? I say mastermind behind all of this. The main player. Mastermind, though. He was just a bumbling fool. I think he's the villain. I think he's the fucking villain here, man. He was just a fool who thought he could control, but he thought he was more powerful than he is. This virus gets out. The whole thing is absurd. The whole thing is absurd. I feel like. If you really go back and watch, (laughs) you could like literally see the evolution of Fauci. It's like they make fun of it in movies. You know where like the guy gets famous and then he just kind of starts to believe the hype behind him. That's right, man. You know, like that was Fauci. But the very beginning of the virus, Dr. Fauci sounded like a virologist, an epidemiologist. He was saying, you know, we could try to do this. This will mitigate your risks a little bit, but really the virus will, it's, it's impossible to control. It's impossible to contain. By the end of it, it was, I am Fauci. I can contain this virus. <laughs> I am the science. <laughs> if, if only you plebs would listen to me, we could control this virus. Take the shot, know? sheep. <laughs> it was like, it's insane. He's a frightening dude. Well, maybe you're right. Uh, maybe he just turned <laughs> in into the beginning. He looked like a regular guy who spent his life studying, you know, like viruses. That's right. By the end, he might as well be George Clooney. He had the hair, the makeup, the eyebrows, <laughs> the fucking something teeth about were him, done. Man. He always got just. He had this villain, uh, villain thing going uh, for him. Where do you um, get those fitted you know. lab coats, man? Damn, he had the tailor for the lab coat. Tailored lab coats, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, they made a ton of money off the whole thing. And, Mike, I can't believe that I'm about to throw this at you, but they're, they're, they're at it again. Dude, they can't stop. Some promising news in the fight against both COVID-19 and flu. The FDA authorizing the first over-the-counter at-home test that can detect both viruses. Our Olivia Leach tonight with more on the new uh, test. Oh yeah, yeah because COVID tests for you. only tested it's for flu. It's COVID-19 <laughs> and flu test. It's the first over-the-counter at-home <laughs> test. So they're cutting funding. You know, the, the emergency ends um, in May. They're going to bring out all these different companies. are going to bust out these new tests and these new treatments. This is a scam. Now they're all going to make the fucking money by the FDA that can detect if you have the flu or COVID-19. You wouldn't need a prescription to get it. Dr. Rodriguez of Doherty's Pharmacy in... Nope, looks like you tested positive for both. Uh, Now you gotta (laughs) get all the medicines. I thought I was only gonna have to give you three shots, but now you're gonna need six. (laughs) And you gotta call out of work for two weeks. That's (laughs) I mean, I mean, Pfizer, did you study this marketing scheme from the used car salesman down the block? Such a fucking scheme. This is so sleazy. This is so sleazy. It's like, the obvious, you're right, dude. You guys are a, Pfizer is a used fucking car salesman at this point. They're like, <laughs> Frank, Frank, I'd love to give you just the COVID vaccine, but oh, you tested positive for the flu too. <laughs> I, I can't, I'm a good, I'm a mother's conscious. <laughs> Sell you just the COVID vaccine. I can't let you walk out of here without the flu, too. You know? It's <laughs> gonna shoot you up with everything. <laughs> it's so fucked up, man. Will help patients take control of their health. Right now, with COVID uh, going around, then you have flu season. A lot of times, it's hard to tell the difference between COVID and the flu. So the now, if you have a device, that people it's can use it to uh, I love it. whether they have COVID or the flu, I think it's great. Here's so we're three years into this pandemic, you're now going to give me the test that works for both and the sa- and medication that works for both. I'm starting to think they're the same fucking thing. Also, also, also nobody died from the flu for two years. 
<laughs> Wait, so now we're just completely dropping, uh, this is BA2X1000, uh, variant. No, now this is testing for X32654 variants. Like, nope. Frank, we tried it. With the, we did the COVID song and everything with Jimmy Fallon. That's right. Dude. The people really weren't buying it. I don't know. The market spoke. We did the song. <laughs> this is so funny, dude. Dude, like, but do you remember? So now all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what variant it is, or if it's the flu. No, this thing you just stick up your nose. It's gonna be done. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Looks like you got it. <laughs> time, time to take more medicine. Not only one, but you got both. Now, after you get your medicine, make sure you take this random fucking test again. <laughs> And then come back, get another booster. Boost! <laughs> that's the best part. You take the test, you're positive for both. They're like, you need both shots, and that's going to be $59.99. For the shot? No, for the test you just took. Uh... I can't get over this. Who's paying for these tests? It's the most obvious fucking scam. <laughs> it's like so fucked up, <laughs> and you know what's crazy? What's really scary is <clears throat> leading into this, the reason a lot of us anti quote unquote anti vaxxers were what we were concerned about was they did a test with this mRNA technology on chickens. And what they found out was that the ones that took the vaccine program, uh, they didn't survive unless they kept getting shots at the mRNA vaccine. See? So you have to, <clears throat> according to some of the chicken studies, right? You have to keep getting administered this drug to survive. Yeah, but that was because that virus took the, a different turn than COVID. It's Merrick's disease. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Yeah. And that was the COVID. COVID took the turn of it just became less lethal. Well, and now it's literally <laughs> only killing people that have the vaccine because they're compromised. And the problem with COVID is the virus is the vaccine. They were working on a vaccine. <laughs> vaccine escaped. So you just. People just stuck the vac the virus into them. I would say you're wrong because that's not the definition of a vaccine. But who cares what the definition of a vaccine is? They've changed it so many times in the last three years. They keep changing it. Eventually, uh, it'll be a fart of some level. <laughs> I mean, SPD, prior to COVID, vaccine meant if you take this, we you won't get the virus. That's right. Right. They've changed the definition of everything, which means, folks, we live in 1984. Oh, we're there. They've been using it as a manual. <laughs> That's right. We live in this combination world of uh, it's brave new world in 1984, and it's a it's a wonderful place. The censorship is uh, immaculate, and so uh, <laughs> we're not even on YouTube. It's incredible. And so uh, we're gonna go. Uh, let's finish this off. This is fantastic. So, folks, we are testing for. It doesn't matter what variant you got. Forget about all that mumbo jumbo we made you obsess over for two years. No, no, we got this test. You stick it up your ass or your nose. You could boof it. Remember, we covered boofing in the last Either episode. Either or. And, uh, <laughs> don't... Oh, don't boof a virus. That's a bad idea. <laughs> it's for the kids out there who just want to get COVID done with. You know, you get it over with uh, really quickly. You boof yeah. it. You boof it. <laughs> kids, be careful who you boof with. <laughs> we covered this. If you're not boofing with your girlfriend, it's gay. So watch yourself, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> if you're boofing with your girlfriend, wear a rubber.
<laughs> always boof. Never boof alone, but always boof with protection. That's it. <laughs> always, always boof protected. Reinfection. You'd pull out one of these tests. Like at-home COVID-19 tests, you'd take a nasal swab sample. And in 30 minutes or less, you'd know if you were positive or negative for influenza A, influenza B, or COVID-19. Now you guys have a test for both done in 30 minutes. Remember you had to wait like three days, quarantine for 14. That's right, man. Also, uh, did you catch it? Uh, it tells you if you're pregnant. It's pretty incredible stuff. <laughs> no way. Well, actually, it tells you if you were pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks, vaccine. That's <laughs> <laughs> you no longer are. This is why, if, people don't understand, this is why they let Roe v. Wade go through uh, or end, because they just instituted the vaccine. That's just a uh, mandated, vaccinated, enforced Roe v. Wade. See? Uh, it's forced abortion. You've I been aborted. That's right. Oh, we got to make abortion illegal, otherwise they might sue Pfizer for all these abortions they caused. Wow. <laughs> Mind blown. folks get your boofer tests out because we're testing for the everything the flu covid whether you're pregnant or not here we go gonorrhea do, it's not 100 accurate just like any other test but he hopes these tests will help patients get the medicine and care they need faster for either one these tests might be some of that americans might want to keep in the medicine cabinet the sooner you know whether you have COVID Just hold or you on have to the flu, this, uh, you know, the better you can protect your family and your friends. Lucira, the manufacturer of the test, tells CBS News Texas they don't know yet when pharmacies will be able to order these tests for sale. Dr. Rodriguez says he's hoping he can have them in stock in the next week. Wow. So they don't even have them in stock, but they're already sold out. Man, this is a fucking money grab. It's so funny. Such a money grab, and it's total dude. bullshit. We don't even know if it works, actually, sucker. But yeah. you now you got to call out of work. Oh, this is so lame, dude. The COVID testing thing needs to stop. The fact that people still, still are able to call in and be <laughs> like, oh, I got COVID. I can't come in for like five days. It's so ridiculous. Dude, did you hear what he said? He said, uh, you got to know whether you have COVID or the flu so you know how to react. <laughs> no matter what, your doctor's going to tell you, well, stay home until the symptoms subside. Drink a lot of fluids, get a lot of rest. You know, it turns out the asymptomatic spread is bullshit. Like, once you're no longer feeling, it's, it turns out this virus, it's just like every other virus. So once you're not feeling anything, it means you're no longer spreading it. We don't even know. Look, the big hang up on the fucking vaccines is we don't know the long-term damage. Same thing goes with the virus, to be totally honest. We have no that's, idea. That's fair. We don't know what's going to happen to people who got COVID 10 years from now. That's fair. But, dude, we said it. I've said it multiple times on here. I'd rather take my chance breathing, a f you know, a few, like a little bit of virus in and catching it well, than just injecting yes. this vaccine straight into my yeah. bloodstream. Well, the point being, especially with that Wall Street Journal article now admitting that this is a lab leak uh, without a doubt, 
you know, look, we're dealing with a biological chemical weapon. So you either got it naturally. You're talking about a biological weapon. You either took it naturally (laughs) or... Or you willingly injected it into your body. It's one oh, of the you other. Either t- you either took Tony's, you either got Tony's virus, or you took Fauci's vaccine. <laughs> either way, you got an ouchie. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> either way, I got you. <laughs> We're running low on the time, but I'm going to stick it in there because I'm really obsessed with this. Uh, w- the way everything's moving, Mike. We're going there. I love it. It's World War Three, baby. Let's begin this morning with the news that China, despite releasing a 12-point peace plan this week, may send lethal aid to support Russia as its war in Ukraine enters a second year. NBC's Ali Rafa is traveling with President Biden this weekend. She's in Wilmington, Delaware, with the latest. Ali, good morning. Willie, good morning. Multiple U.S. officials telling NBC News they've been briefed on intelligence that suggests China is considering sending artillery and ammunition to Russia. Hey-o. The officials wouldn't say what exact evidence they have to support those claims. Such a move would be a dramatic escalation, moving <laughs> China's support from Come non- on, What, evi- what evidence do you have? Uh, you remember Biden the yellow cake in Iran? <laughs> we know. China, for its part, has denied the claims about sending weapons. And on Friday, called for peace talks, a move that was cautiously welcomed by Ukraine, hailed by Russia, and dismissed by the U.S. Did you catch that? <laughs> What's that? No. I'm serious. That was fucking so sneaky. Catch. Okay. They just said they were all into peace talks except for the U.S. Here we go severe economic sanctions. China, for its part, has denied the claims about sending weapons and on Friday called for peace talks, a move that was cautiously welcomed by Ukraine, hailed by Russia, and dismissed by the U.S. Ukraine, Russia, China all want peace talks and Joe Biden's like, no, go fuck yourselves. I'm making 10%, baby. I'm the big guy. Come on, man. (laughs) I'm getting 10% of this war. I'm never ending it. Dude, that's a fucking sneaker right there, dude. They wow. all are at the table for peace talks. China's like, yo, you guys got to just bring it down. Come on. Nobody wants World War Three in the U.S. and the U.K. and the fucking NATO's like, no, baby, we fucking want fucking World War Three, man. We need it. Oh, God, they need it. Did you, you know what it was, that? dude? They're, they're, this might be the uh, Great Reset and COVID didn't work. And that's why they need World War III. Yes, that's what, again, I think this is coming all yeah. around every time to that economic collapse that they avoided. Something's going on, man. It's fucking weird because. Oh, my God. Yeah, we need to, we need to go to war so we can, like, steal the wealth from another country. Yes, dude. There's something going on, man, where yeah. they're like, no, we. Why did we blow up Nord Stream Pipeline, dude? Like, that, that still doesn't make sense, dude. That still doesn't make sense, other than the fact that you didn't want us, you didn't want Putin to keep making money on it. It's on the same level of the guy who went and shot the Ferdinand guy leading up to World War One was, uh, you know, a U.S. Uh, operative. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a guy from the United States, or whatever. Then shot the guy to start the war. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the same thing. Yeah. It's fucking weird, dude. Again, it's weird. I think that's the weirdest part of this clip here. I'm going to play it one more time because I think it's fucking weird. China, for its part, has denied the claims about sending weapons and on Friday called for peace talks, a move that was cautiously welcomed by Ukraine, hailed by Russia, and dismissed by the U.S. That's a Cautiously accepted by Ukraine, hailed by Russia. They want the peace talks. <laughs> yes, dude. 
And the U.S. said no. No, go fuck yourself. And so it, what's crazy is, Mike, this really ties into so well what you were saying the last several episodes about how there's a lot of talk internationally on how Boris Johnson went in there and said, fuck your peace talks. We're not doing it. We're ten, waging Ten days war. after the invasion, Putin sat down to make peace. And here we are, and they're still saying openly, this is openly going on internationally, where China, Russia, even Zelensky is saying, hey, can we just fucking call it a truce, man? (laughs) And it gives more credence to what Putin has been saying. That's why they don't want you to see what Putin's been saying for a year. Because he's the one that's saying, no, this isn't us. Exactly. There were people in these regions that wanted to be Russia. We took them and annexed them. This is you guys. It's kind of spooky. This is weird rhetoric. The fact that they're willing to sneak that in on a U.S. report, too, uh, that's a, it's buried within that clip. There's more to it. But really, ultimately, what's going on is it's seeming more apparent that these flames of war are being stoked endlessly by one side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Western world loves NATO is loving this war because they see it as an opportunity to take out Russia. Take out Putin. It's a weird scenario, and it's just pretty strange to hear that there's this almost, you could call it an alliance, maybe an axis of evil, uh, that is openly saying, like, can we just have some peace, guys? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a little weird. It's kind of weird. It's weird. I'm telling you, dude, this whole thing makes me look at World War II like, very skeptically. How like, so? How does this change the view of that moment in time? Because I've also changed essentially my view of it as well. Whereas, like, oh, like not so much the Nazis. I th- I don't think you could deny <laughs> like the German march and everything. You know, that, but, no, but, we're uh, not denying it happened, but more so deny like or, Japan. Let's question. Let's say we're questioning more so what the U.S. role in World War II really was. Yeah, absolutely. We kind of funded the. I mean, we are not funded, but we kind of helped when we helped the Germans. I'm starting. And <laughs> the whole thing with like Japan, did we provoke them to attack us? Did we force them to attack us just so we could use that attack? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Are we kind of similar to the Italians where maybe we played one side and then the war started to swing, so we played the other? For financial for the, benefits? For sure, yes. Kind of seems like that. <clears throat> and that seems to be the part of the history that we're told to forget, which is, yeah, you know, maybe just maybe the Bush family and a lot of corporations and families out of both uh, <clears throat> the UK and America, but very quickly the UK were being invaded and mostly America, right? We, there were companies that made some good money out of uh, the Nazis during World War II. Oh, yeah, both sides. Both sides, man. And it's easy to maybe uh, take a look at it from that perspective. Like maybe isn't, isn't that how Walt Disney made his fortune? It's very not, possible. His, not his fortune, but I thought that was how he made the money to start like the Disney Corporation. Very possible. The guy had a similar mustache to uh, Adolf Hitler. Uh, you know, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin also. Uh, you know, look, I'm not speculating here, but I'm just saying, birds of a feather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he hung the Jews, but uh, you know, he didn't oppose it. 
<laughs> Look, I, I don't know what working conditions were like at Disney Studios in the 1940s, all right? Uh, <laughs> they produced a lot of content. It seems a little bit like slave labor. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not saying I like the Nazis, but if I could have a few, you know, gallows and burn chambers, maybe my workers would work a little faster. You know? Oh, oh dude, I Disney's in the dumps, dude. They're uh, they're dying out. I <clears throat> apparently um, the MCU is tanking. Uh, you know, what about Ant Man and Wasp? I haven't seen it yet. The new Ant Man, it, it's tanking. It didn't do very yeah. well uh, in the box office. Uh, the critics don't like it. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. I can't bring myself around. Emma and I've been talking about a lot, a lot about this, dude. The Longer than 90 minutes, no thanks. I think I'm officially at yeah. that point. I'm even big blockbusters. I'm just at the no thank you. You could tell yeah. a story in 90 minutes. It's been proven. You did it. it is, you did it know, for 50 because, years. Because I know that extra meat, I don't want it. I don't want to sit there through it. You know? You know what they should do? Do the regular, do the theatrical and then the director's cut. You could have a director's cut yes. that's two hours long, yes. but give me the option. That's where you throw in the lesbian kiss. Yes. That's where you, you know, explain that oh, he came from a exactly. gay father. Oh, you know? yes, totally. You could have that third episode gay scene with Ron Swanson. Do the whole thing. Yeah, and the director's cut, whole thing. Show the <laughs> show penis going into ass, you know? Just do full, it in the director's cut. Give us full penetration on the director's cut. We'll take it. But, but give me the option to get the 90-minute theatrical version that's PG. <laughs> I want the meat and potatoes, not the cock and balls, you know? (laughs) Right on the money, dude. Man, you know what they need? They need like a woke theater and the regular theater. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then when you're at the regular theater, when you piss in the urinal, it just goes right onto the audience at the woke theater. Or here, I'll I'll give you this. You keep the movie the length you want. Do your woke scenes, but let the audience know when they happen so we know when we can go to the bathroom and get a Smoke fresh beer. Breaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the smoke, like, Good call. this is this is the lesbian scene, the obligatory gay homosexual yeah. lesbian. Cumberbatch <laughs> should just stop whatever gay scene he's in and be like, "It's about to be a lesbian kiss," and then go back to acting or whatever he says he does. Everyone just gets up and leaves the theater. <laughs> It's the modern version of intermission. It's the woke scene, right? You just save it for right in the middle. (laughs) And then we can all just get up, go to the bathroom, get some fresh beers, enjoy the rest of the flick.